Welcome to Sage's Retreat. This is episode 35 and another Back in Time special. Today we're peeking back to the year 2001 and the month is November. Why this year a month? No one knows. There was a film that piqued my interest. I just rolled with it. The month doesn't have to be uh, the same month that we're in, but a different year. We don't have to do that. It doesn't really matter. Um, I'm here with my old pal uh, Nathan. Hello. Hi. Um, so what we're looking at? It's 2001. What does it um, What does it say to you? So if someone said to you, Nathan, 2001, what would you? What, what does your brain go? And it spits a memory out. What was it? 2001 was my teenage years. I was 15, um, 15, 16. A rebel. Uh, I would, yeah, I would have been very nearly 16 at this time. Uh, January. Uh, so it's like two months, three months away. And I... Uh, Loved them years. They they what made me into the person I am today. The music, the um, stupid films, the, uh, the the culture around at the time. It's, it that shaped me as the man you see today. So, it so brings, what? Brings what lots. So what you're saying is you wish you could go back and do it again properly. Yeah, I'd go back and I'd, I'd 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 immerse myself fully into the culture rather than hours of like a bit of an outsider on it. So, uh, but we'll we'll get into that when we uh, start talking about the music. But, yes, yes. Um, yeah. From our short our brief conversation before we started, I think um, that's definitely something we need to pick up on. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know what we can do? We could probably jump into the music. Uh, we'll jump into the music first after uh, after my my two thousand and one, mm-hmm. which was. Yeah. Um, basically, I was a young father. I was what I would have been twenty 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 one. My um, my daughter was born. Amy was born two thousand. So she, she was born in October. So mm. she would nearly be one. And I was uh, well. I would have been working. Where would I have been working? I think I was working at the old spot in Daybrook. Anyone uh, that knows the Nottingham area will know will know Daybrook. And the old spot was there for years, next to the um, next to the uh, I believe it was a Premier Lodge, Premier Inn. Oh God, it changed. I think it was a Premier Lodge at the time. I think they merged with like Travel Inn or something. I don't know. I do not what they, there was some sort of merger. They changed the name. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I worked, I worked at the old spot. It's called something else now. It, it like closed down and then it reopened. Well, I say it closed down for like a refurb, and then it reopened with a new name. And I'm always a bit, I'm always a bit disappointed about that. I, th- I think a pub, it's like it has a, does a pub have a personality? Maybe, but it's once you name because often people know places by pubs. Oh, it's near the, mm. oh, it's near the old spot. Yeah. Or uh, if you just go past the Grosvenor, you might not know the road name that it's near, or even some of the shops. But often. Even kids will know the pub, you know. Oh, oh it's just near the Major Oak, which is a typical Nottingham pub name. Um, it's not near the Major Oak. Uh, you second right, get down there. But if they call it something different, it's just gonna it's just gonna mess up your geography, isn't it? It's just mm. gonna be like, oh, I don't know what to do. When I found out they changed it, I was like, Ugh. they changed it to like Babbling Brook or the. Ugh, it was so much. Just mm. like, what have you done? What have you done? Um, but by all accounts, it, it's still fine. It's still running, you know, still a relatively normal. I think it's a carvery. It was a carvery. Mm. I think it's a carvery again. And uh, yeah, I was working there with a, a tiny little, tiny little baby. 
Karina would have been what, like 19, 18, 19. Crazy. Um, I love looking back at my... Um, I have a... Because um, years ago, uh, people listening, we used to actually print photos off. So I've got this like massive box full of photos. It's like, you know if your house set on fire, you have to think of certain things mm-hmm. that you'd, you'd, you'd rescue, wouldn't you? And... I think my PC would be one. <laughs> I'd like, I'd unplug it. No, once the kids and the animals are safe, I'd be like, right, is it? Can I? Yeah, I'll just go and grab my PC. Mm. And then I'd grab this box that's on my wardrobe. And it's easily accessible. You just, just pull it off. And it's full of old photos. Um, if, but if I could grab one thing, it would be that. Mm. Just that. Um, everyone, I think everyone's got something that has memories that they'd want to try and retain. But yeah, my old photos. Yeah, we used to print photos. Um, it's um, That's the benefit of having film cameras. Um, people are like, oh, digital's loads better. Yeah, for some things. But, I mean, you can go out, you know, let's say you, get, let's say you go to the seaside, off to Skeg or Mablethorpe or somewhere, or wherever your local seaside is, and you, you take your film camera, and you'd maybe use two rolls of film so you're looking at what? Sixty-ish. Uh, yeah, it would, you'd either get the twenty-four rolls or the thirty-six, wouldn't you? Mm. Every photo, yeah. So let's say we let's we'll just say you know sixty photos because you'd always lose it. Never, never guarantee the first two photos and never guarantee the last two. Um, yeah. That's like the rule. Everyone that um, every, everyone that sort of gives you a, a film to put in a camera says, "Look, take a couple first. That are just you know." Just of you or your dog or something. And then the rest will probably be fine. Um, and then the last couple, when you know you're near the end, don't guarantee there's no guarantee that you're gonna uh, you're gonna hmm. you're gonna have them. And that you know, that was the, the way to look at it. I did that, I assume you did that as well if you yeah. had a film camera. Yep. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um So once you've been seaside when you got your you got your about sixty pictures, you take them down to People will often say you take them down to your local boot, but there was a few other. There was the click store. There was there was a few others, or you could send mm. them away. My uncle used to send them away to a company called TruePrint, and he put hundreds of um, films to TruePrint, and they would all, they would uh, produce your your photos from your your negatives, and then they would also I think it was like a quid extra or something. They would also send you a replacement film. And of course, it was like, oh, that's amazing. So no, it would cost maybe cost you four to five pounds or something. You'd have your your photos, and then you'd put them in a box, and then you'd have them forever mm. until they until you damaged them, maybe, or you lost them. Um, and then digital comes, and there was a few at the moment. Digital is not too bad. I mean, I can take. I mean, if I take photos with my... I'll just go just talk about mobile phones, which have destroyed the camera market, by the way. Um, mobile phones and the the pictures. I'll just show my debit card there. The mobile phones um, have destroyed the low-end camera market. So you used to be able to buy kids. Do you ever have, like, a little digital camera? Yeah. I had an Olympus. I can remember Olympus. Very popular brand. Olympus still make cameras loudly. Yeah, yeah. But they just... They, they were massive when I was younger, but you very rarely hear anything about them now. But like a breeze block. Yeah, 
two two megapixel <laughs> camera. I had a one point six one point six megapixel Olympus. I remember my first um, digital camera. It would record video, but not audio. And yeah. I've got, I've got somewhere in my house, I've got saved a video clip of Amy when she was really small, um, but no audio. And it's the one one of the only files I'm not entirely sure where it is. I believe it's on a CD somewhere that I've kept and marked. I've got a big collection of like old CDs up there from, oh. from my computer. But I don't actually have a CD driver. No, no, I, I have got one. It's not plugged in. Um, and it's not been plugged in for, you know, I could say two years easy. <laughs> just like, mm. we just ain't using that much anymore, do you? No. Um, yeah, digital photos. Technically, your phone's not too bad because you have things like iCloud. Um, with Google, you have Google Photos. I actually pay like £1.20 or something for a £1.50 maybe for a Google um, account. And all my photos get uploaded. And so, so if I was to lose, I mean, I've got... Let's say, let's say if I've got a thousand, I can find. You know what? I can open it up now. I'll open my gallery. My, I've got one thousand one hundred ninety-six photos on my um, on my camera internal memory. Now, there's all sorts from pictures of a cat. I could probably get rid of. I want to safely say seventy percent of these photos. Hmm. You know, there's all sorts, but then there's like odd little memories like I've just come across one here of Holly sitting on a chair and Karina was sitting on a chair as well and she's just like poking her just like there's something in her hair or something and she was and it might not seem like anything but that's the kind of photos that I like that you can look back there Holly can look back oh there's mum and that's me when I was little you know yeah and I think a lot of people with digital photos they um, they pick and choose this is this is a very this is an interesting topic to talk about I think um, hmm. Film versus digital. Film, you get all your photos. You know, you know, you go to take a picture and you go smile, and somebody doesn't smile. You've still got that picture. Hmm. But with digital, you take a picture, and if you didn't like it, you delete it. And often it's those pictures that got deleted, which actually might be a lot, um, a lot better photos than the ones that you keep. Hmm. Um, it's a, it's a bit. I think it's an interesting topic. Maybe one for another. Maybe yeah. an analog versus digital would be an interesting, uh, an interesting subject to cover mm-hmm. because we can look at lots of things, can't we? Music, yeah. I mean, music, video, a... cameras, all sorts. Yeah, there's there's a, a bit of a resurgence in there with film, like the, uh, the hipsters like it, but I, I still like film. I, I prefer film over digital. Um, I'm not that taking any photos in film, but uh, I like that you, that you can keep it, that you've got that picture. I mean, I've got one here. Um, and if you can see it, I a can. Polaroid, yeah, yeah. They, uh, we bought it for Olivia's birthday, a couple of well, 23rd of June, um, and we got a, a printer and it prints these little mini Polaroids off, but from your phone. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to show it you after, but it's, <laughs> it's not what you think it is, which is weird. It's like a sort of device that you put your phone on top of with the picture on the screen, and it's sort of. Absorbs the light from your phone, and then prints it out onto that. Oh, so it's so like what, like scans it? Yeah, it, there's no, it's, it's not, it's like analog completely. There's no like electric. There's no batteries. I don't know how it does it. And then you've got a Polaroid picture. Yeah, mess me up. You need to explain yeah. that a bit more. 
It is pro. It is proper good. Um, I, I, I mean, I would have liked it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. sure you would have. You would. It was something mm. that you would use as well. And I think I'm pretty sure it was only like twenty quid, if probably that. Not even that. And I think the films like. I think it's quite expensive. I think it's like a tenner for like. That's the problem. Ten, ten things. Ten of these. Polaroided. That's your problem, things. right there. Polaroid's yeah. a brilliant idea. I have a Polaroid. Mm. I have a Polaroid camera. But I haven't bought film for it for a long time, just because it was expensive. Mm. But the idea mm. of taking a picture and it you just pull in this like weirdly layered sheet of something, yeah, giving it a shake and then you know Put it under it, armpit. They had different instructions. Some of them yeah. keep in the dark or keep warm or just do you know? And it was like it would produce this picture and it would be crap. It would be slightly blurry. It's not mm. perfect. Um, but you had it. There was um there was a um, uh, what do you call it? Like a a crossover um, cameras. I've seen a few of them where it mm. would be digital. It would save it to a memory card, but it would also print out a Polaroid as well if you wanted to print it out. Yeah. So if you liked it, mm. you could print it, and you'd have like I don't know, ten ten pictures to print out or something. But uh, but yeah, two thousand and one. How did we get onto yeah. house fires and the analog cameras? I don't know. Um, <laughs> What we're going to do is we're going to have a quick look at the music. And mm. you've got a link, Nathan. Now feel free to open it. Yep. And the date, we're going to, we're dead, the specific date, the charts, um, UK top chart, top 40 chart, it will be, it will be uh, November the 4th, 2001 specifically. I know they changed so slightly different, but we're going to roll with this one to start with. First of all, I'm going to, I'm going to mention just, just straight for the, what was in position one, and that's your favourite song. <laughs> Afro man, because I got high. <laughs> Afro man, because I got high. Yeah, everybody remembers that. Oh. My, my age, anyway, they do. Yeah, uh, me, me. I think I think anyone that was alive at the time, over maybe the age of five, will probably remember mm. that song. Um, ridiculous song, drippy, dopey lyrics, um, and I think anyone that was stoned probably sung it, thinking it was for them. Yeah, Nathan never. He was not. No, he doesn't even know no, what it is. Doesn't even know what no. it is. Um, rap, I'm, see, I, although we could go through these and play them and listen and, and remember them, I'm just. I think it'd be fun to just look and see if there's any particular ones. So, if you look at that top ten, do any of them sort of speak to you? Uh, number two does Rapture. I um, I love this song. The uh, video is pretty good as well, and it's. I think they've recently released it again, but like a sort of remix version, like they keep doing with. With stuff, um, I I was massively into um, dance music and also uh, rock music and punk music at this time. So uh, that was one of my favourite songs of the time. I'm sorry, but the rule is if you like rock music, you're not allowed to like dance music. That's the this... rule. I, I know this because I know someone that really likes rock music hmm. and dance music. He says he just he sometimes listens to the podcast and he, he says they're uh, like. Um, I like any music, but whenever you go to work, he's always listening to rock music. And I'm like, mm. you don't like any music. You only like rock music because that's all you listen to. He's mm. like, oh, no, I like any music. No, no, you don't. So that's the rule. And that's that, that comes from him. That's the rule. But yeah, you're an well, exception. Yeah, I, I live on the fringes of, of the music taste of this era. <laughs> so I, I never got 100% into anything. Um, I was like, I, I was... I was like, I like any sort of music, but I like certain aspects. And when I was that age, it was definitely that sort of dance music, like Rapture and uh, what was the DJ Sammy and uh, what was the other one? 
Uh, Flip and Phil and stuff like that. I like all that. I know they were a bit before that, but I like I liked all that, and I also liked all the uh, Lincoln Park and the. Uh, I think everyone liked Lincoln Fountains Park. They were a true crossover, weren't mm. they? They were that. Yeah. They were a true crossover group, going from the rock to like rap, but wrapping it up in this kind of like pop aesthetic that mm. appealed to sort of everyone. Because yeah. obviously they were they were popular and they they crossed genres and it hit it hit the top the top forty pop charts which normally like I say full of fucking pop shit music. Mm. Um, Alicia Keys is here falling. Um, I got into kind of like R and B sort of hip hop, uh, soul sort of music before two thousand and one, but amazing. She did a concert recently. I think me and Queenie watched it. It was such a beautiful singer. She seems like a nice person. You know, there's nothing bad about it. You know, you're like, yeah, she she seems like a decent person. She's got singer. Full package there. We've got Jennifer Lopez making an appeal. Number six on there. I feel like you need to mention that one. Uh, we, we we spoke briefly about this the other day, didn't we? <laughs> I hate this song. This this was a song. This is... What's the other one? The Cha-Cha Slide and uh, Macarena. I, well, the thing is that the Macarena is a classic and you can't, you can't kind of attack that too much. I don't think anyone will let you hmm. attack the Macarena. This one doesn't deserve... No. But I think some people of a certain age will think of it as a classic. Oh, it's amazing. But I'm like, yeah. no, it's like... The cancer of the airwaves, isn't it? I mean, yeah. What, what? It, would you like to introduce this song? <laughs> yeah, this is um, "Hey Baby" by DJ Otis or Otis. Otzi, Otzi. I think it was Otzi. Otzi. Oh, is it Otzi? Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this is how much I've tried to get it out of my mind, and immediately, this hey! in. yeah, <laughs> that stupid baby, all time, constantly, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> And that it's either a five-year-old running around on a dance floor at a family party, tripping over balloons, drunk, and shit. Yeah, 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 kicking all balloons, running around, or it's a drunk uncle with a tie on his head singing this song. There's no in between. You either a drunk uncle or a five-year-old child. I like to think maybe there'd be a gaggle of women with the handbags. Possibly. Oh, it depends how much prosecco they've drank, or at the time, Lamborghini. Lamborghini, um, yeah. yeah. How many Bacardi that, breezes they've slammed? Yeah, <laughs> how many Bacardi breezes they've managed to get down and, and, and debate, arches and lemonade. debating whether they like the watermelon one or not. Yeah, while well, they dance around the handbag. Kylie exactly Minogue can't get you out of my head. A, a pop classic, if you ask me. I, I quite like that at the mm. time. Me, I, I mean, that, she would. She, I like the video for obvious reasons. And Freaking I was be- like, beautiful though, Kylie. Minogue. Yeah, don't let's not. I was like sixteen at the time, so good. But, and yeah, I mean, she she's like too old for you, like at that age. But yeah. she looked young, sort of fresh, and um, that was when she kind of came back, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't. She, after, I don't know if she won Bum of the Year or Rear of the Year or whatever they call She's, it. I'll, that time. Yeah, I'll give it. Uh, no, mm. the award. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got a, a song by Five uh, Mystique. Quite like Mystique. Natalie Imbruglia. She didn't have a lot. She had a massive hit in like '98. Uh, the one where she had that dragon T-shirt. She's walking around the apartment. I can't remember what it's called now. Torn. Torn. Good lord, I've got. I do have like a memory about Torn, which mm. I don't know if my my wife is aware. I had, I had there was a point where I went out with someone before my wife. Believe it or not, I actually go yeah. before I met my wife. It happens. Oh, right. It does happen, yeah. Right. And one, I I went around there one evening. Her parents were out. We would just like watch telly and that takeaway. Um, and she she knew how much I liked the song, and she'd actually bought the same outfit to wear, <laughs> like as a sort of surprise. Yeah. I didn't notice that she'd bought the outfit. I was just like, yeah, that's a nice top. I didn't even, she didn't even like yeah. trigger the, 
the memory of the video. Like, um, and she said, it's the same outfit. I was like, oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, yeah, sorry. And she's like, I can't believe it. You just let me down. I was like, I just didn't, sorry. I was just waiting for takeaway. And I think we watched, what did we watch? We might have watched Romeo Must Die. No, not oh. Romeo Must Die. No, what's that? Um, Romeo Juliet. Um, oh, the uh, good one. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo. Is it? What time were they? I need to find out when it came out. Sorry, I'm just um, on the internet. But but yeah, the effort. I mean, I I, I appreciate it more now, I think. Um, when did it come out? We watched. Oh, it came out um 96. So yeah, it could have possibly, oh. very possibly been that that we watched. Britney Spears there. She was kind of um, ready to fade out, I think, at that point. Gabrielle, Michael Jackson. Oh, yes. So, jump to number 17. And you said that's a song that you like. Yep. Uh, Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm. This was... I ever sound like the main singer. Yeah, sorry, I had to just... I just let that out then. Yeah, the... Girl who's in one of the Missy Elliott videos is in this. That's that's the little bit of uh, trivia I know about. The that. oh, the little dance. the little dancer girl. Yeah, she's she's in this. She were all on at the time. I, she, I think she's a proper proper dancer now. I'm sure. She, I, I do know she had a couple of tracks of her own now, um, but she's like all grown up and everything now. She's like a big person. Yeah. Maybe it was twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah she's a big person now. But I, I, I loved Smoke Criminal. I went I went such a big fan of uh, movies, which were the other notable song um, and I always have an argument with Ben actually about this because we always argue which song came out first um, so if anyone wants to google it um, it's Smooth Criminal but Ben says it's movies but oh obviously. can't you just like how would you have an argument when you've got the internet you can just literally look it up you can't look you can't look at the internet we can't look at the internet for this one it just has to be one of those sort of arguments of you remember at the time and gotcha. I remember Smooth Criminal coming out first and he remembers that that's fair enough. What, the, Limp Biscuit? Uh, were you a Limp Biscuit fan there? That was a weird crossover sort of. Um... I were a Limp Biscuit fan. R- rolling specifically, I can still do the rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd, we've got a Party Hard by Andrew WK as well, which um, I love. I had that song on the other day, actually. My kids love that song. These are all still songs that I play on my Spotify playlist as well, by the way. We have Slipknot in here at 24. That might be a bit rocky for you, I imagine. Yeah, I uh, I did like Slipknot, but not until a bit later. It were a bit too rocky. I was I was a goth at the time, uh, but not a full goth. And I was also like a like a skater, but I didn't know how to skate properly. So oh. I was like, that's so that's you weren't a, a skater of... boy. Avril Lavigne was not interested. No, she said, "See you later, boy." To me, so <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, I did like Avril Lavigne as well. As a, Who didn't? I, She's I, like, like you know, she's a. Pretty little thing, aren't you? Everyone, that, sure. that was the appeal of it. They wanted this, um, this slightly different mm. image. Um, going further on down the line, what else we got? We got Uncle Cracker, Follow Me. That was a song that I remember being played a lot by a certain person as well. Um, yeah. Mombo number five, Bob the Builder. Oh. Moving on. Um, what we got? Oh, I've, I've... You've you've skipped one that I thought you were going to definitely pick up on. Oh, here, sorry. It um, seems like number oh. twenty-seven. Oh, Jerul. Um, yeah. I mean, living it up. <laughs> I looked at That's it exactly and I, Harry sings. I couldn't remember the track, and I so I just thought, oh my god, I'll just keep going. Um, mm. I was I was a fan of Jerul, um, but you know, 
he wasn't he wasn't like pick of the crop was he for sort of like no. hip hop rap sort of music. Green Day's oh. in there as well. I do like Green Day. Starlight. Starlight. Yeah, Superman Lovers. That was a good track. We've got Gorillas. Yeah, I was never a big Gorillas fan. I, I, I still like Gorillas to this day. I think I, their quality. I get it. Never a big fan. Uh, Some Forty One mm. there. Um, Top song. Entrance set you free. Um, love me, love me by Shaggy. I feel that's after his. I, he shouldn't have made any music after that. Um, the first maybe two or three that he made. Blue are still in here. They've at fifty-seven. Blue. I think we're dragging the. the we're, we're going a bit um, mm. out of the way now. So yeah, music from that era. Right, said Fred. Apparently, what? as well, fifty-six. As if they went into two thousand and one. I thought they died in like nineteen ninety-four. Was it a re-release of the same song or? I don't, I don't, You're My Mate, it was called, I don't even remember that song. You're My so. Mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Okay, he's just gaying you, I know, all over his songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's go on to films, do you want to introduce the first one? Yep, uh, the first film, um, known over here, because that's that's the proper name, is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, uh, and it was known as Sorcerer's Stone, obviously, in America, because they're idiots and they can't say philosophers, Um <laughs> But yeah, we had we had that that little gem, uh, and I remember this one very fondly because I'd read the book back in year seven at school, so that would have been like ninety seven, uh, and I enjoyed the book. And then I watched the film, and I enjoyed the film, even though I was like fifteen, sixteen. It's a very good book, mm. very good book. Um, I've read it. I've read like all of the Harry Potter books, like all of them twice, but I've read the first one I think like three times. Um, not recently. Like, I haven't read them hmm. recently, but um, you can't fault it. This film, um, it nailed it, didn't it? Um, yeah. One of its reasons it was so popular. Because there's a problem with, if you have a book and you translate it over to a film, it can often fail because they change stuff, don't they? Hmm. But one of the reasons this was popular is because it was very faithful uh, and it really did did help. And it made a lot of money, didn't it? Mm, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. We have a budget of 125 million, and it recouped one billion back, and an extra seven thousand on top of that. But that's that's chump change, isn't it? Really, a billion. Um, yeah, a billion, and so they knew they were onto something. And that's just with first film. That's not including the book. That's not including the Subs- merchandise, the subsequent films. Nothing. Yeah, it's just, just that one. Just that one. This is why. This is why J.K. Rowling is. Uh, the world's uh, richest, richest, woman, richest biological entity, <laughs> yeah. with the least effort. That's what it should, it should be. Richest yeah. person by the least effort because she just wrote a book. Um, yeah. Sorry, uh, J.K. Rowling. Um, I think your books are amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the people do a lot of hard work to make a lot of money. She sat in a she sat in like a greasy spoon cafe coffee shop, didn't she? Um, while the daughter was at school and wrote a book. Amazing, amazing. Yeah controversial with her tweets I've seen recently. Um, but you know what? I don't give a shit. She can say whatever she wants. It doesn't affect me. And it, to be honest, it doesn't affect anyone. And if words, if tiny little words on the internet hurt you, you need to sort your life out. Just going to throw mm. that out there. Sorry to, sorry if that offends anyone. But then again, yeah. like I just said, if little words offend you, sort your shit out. I don't, I don't think it was that bad a tweet. I'd, I've reread it a couple of times, and I'm like, "There's a few. It makes sense." Oh, I, I'm look, I'm thinking of the main. Uh, we won't dip into, we won't dip into the yeah. topic. Um, um, yeah, but yeah, I think, I mean, you know, if you want to, if you want to tweet something, you, you go ahead and tweet it. You know, you, 
you're mm. always going to offend someone. It doesn't matter. I could say mm. carrot cake's the best cake ever. Someone's just going to be like, oh, you what? Next thing I know, my ass is going to be on fire. Yeah. Harry, Ron, and of course Hermione Granger featuring um, two of my favourite actors, I will say. Alan Rickman, uh, John Hurt, uh, but loads of others. The ones that I listed on here were just some like, for me outstanding, mm. like Robbie Coltrane um, and Maggie Smith, absolutely amazing. And I think the casting, the casting was, oh, it was mint. Uh, I don't think they could have mm. done better. I think... I will say, I think they needed a little bit more cultural mashup with the casting. I think it was predominantly white. I would have liked to have seen um, maybe a little bit more of a percentage of, of non-white people. Um, uh, it's been, it's, I mean, but that's been mentioned by a lot, um, and that was also contra- controversial because they cast Hermione as a, uh, a black. There was a black lady cast as Hermione in the stage play, wasn't there? Yeah, I give a shit what they do with it. I mean, do I? Don't, I don't know. There was arguments saying that um, in the book she was never mentioned as being white. However, there was mention of brown hair and some other bits and bobs in there. The world's mention of it, it clearly was pointing towards her being white, but it doesn't really matter, you know. It's fiction, you know. Oh. It, it it doesn't. Who cares? And if you do care, sort of shit out. IMDb uh, gave it seven point six out of ten. That was six hundred and eighty-five thousand ratings on their Rotten Tomatoes. Eighty-one percent is certified fresh. Um, Going on to um, a another film which it had its controversiality. Controversiality. Why did I even make up a word? It was controversial for other reasons. Shallow Hal made less money. Yeah, it made a lot less money, <laughs> like a tenth of what what that made. Um, it, obviously controversial because it had Jack Black in it, um, and so not a lot of people like that. Um, that that's the main reason. Uh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll go for the main controversy, shall I? Yeah. Um, good. Did you enjoy Shadow? Uh, I think I liked it at the time. I tried to rewatch it actually a couple of years ago, and I just I couldn't because it was just it was crap. I have an um, issue. I think there's a lot of films that are like, let's say, let's say, twenty years old. Those kind of pop culture, p- popular people at the time. A lot of them films are crap. Like they were mm. okay at the time, but kind of struggle with them now to really dive in and enjoy them. Mm. Um, what can you tell me about the film? Can you remember? Uh, yeah, it's is uh, is well, it's called Hal, um, and he's very shallow. He is that's, shallow, that's the, shallow. Yeah, he is a typ- he, He's a typical boy, isn't it? He's like yeah, yeah. He loves he, lo- he, he loves beautiful things. Even though it's Jack Black and he's not particularly good looking, and his mate in it, I can't remember who his mates, who the actor is. It's him out of Seinfeld. Um, they're both like really shallow and like take piss out of women who have anything. Well, like one of the things that it, it turns off that turns him off with this woman is that she's got a big middle toe or something from what I can remember, and that's how shallow they are. She's perfect other than this toe, and he can't get over this. Um, so, Basically, uh, if you're not Barbie, right? If you're not, if you're not, if you're mm. not a supermodel, he wants nothing to do with you. Yeah, not yeah. that either of them deserved a supermodel in no. any way. There, which which is, I don't know if that would mean like satirical or something, but that that was the most unbelievable bit for me, the film, and then um, the like a, an hypnotist as a it conversation was, um, with him. Can you remember that um, positive speaker that um, Tony Summer, massive in America, yeah, yeah. he he's in it, and I hate him because I hate. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, believe in yourself, and I'm like, hmm. no, <laughs> it's like. No, I'm just getting on with it. It's fine. I don't need you. 
I don't need a motivational. I hate the motivational speakers; they really annoy me. Yeah. Um, yeah, he hypnotizes him. Yeah, he hypnotizes him to see the inner beauty, not the outer beauty, and then it's it's just a basic story of Jack Black falling in love with Gwyneth Paltrow, who is yeah. uh, stunning. Yeah, but she she's little inside because um, she's beautiful on the inside, and then it's his mate sort of taking piss at him, like because he can't see that she that she's um, not good looking. Or yeah, so Jack friend. Black's looking at Gwyneth Paltrow, and he can see Gwyneth Paltrow as we we know her. She's thin, beautiful, mm. blonde, whatever. But in reality, Gwyneth Paltrow, it, I think she's the daughter of his boss, something yeah. like this, and mm. she's like. She's a very big girl, but like overly, like morbidly obese. That's how it's described when I read the when I read about it. morbidly obese. Just like I don't want to say slob. She's definitely. I think she definitely sort of like looks after herself, but weight wise, it's gone right out the window. And he basically he falls in love with her because he, he all he can see is her inner beauty, and he falls, which is which is the way it should be anyway in life. You should meet someone, you should like them, even if. Well, it doesn't matter what they look. Obviously, it does matter. But what I'm saying is, you—it's like you'd have to make friends at work with people that you know look horrific. You know, there's terrible-looking human beings. I'm oh, sorry, mm. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, because you're forced to be with them, you, you you get to know them more. But in real life, you're walking through the street, you see someone that physically puts you off. You're that's it. You just keep walking, don't you? Mm. Um, but yeah, so he falls in love with this beautiful Gwyneth Paltrow. This this false image of, of what Gwyneth Paltrow is um, but then he his, his friend convinces uh, this uh, motivational speaker to unhypnotize him hmm. dehypnotize him and then he faces the reality of what he's been doing uh, and the funny story carries on from that but they eventually end up of course they end up it's a, it's, it's a rom-com ultimately more com than rom I believe uh, but ultimately, they end up falling, you know, falling in love, and they accept everything. Uh, she doesn't. Oh, and, and at first of all, she pushes back. She doesn't believe any of it, which I thought was quite was quite good as well. Mm. Uh, and there was a funny bit at the end where Shallow How tries to pick her up to take her over the threshold of the house. I think they get like married or something, and he can't pick her up, so she picks him up. Of course, mm. controversial because there's there's a, a lot to do with. Um, you know, there's that fact acceptance movement where bigger, I don't even say bigger men because it always it seems to be aimed more at women to do with you're big and beautiful and you don't need to change. Forgetting, let's just throw the health issues to the side. <laughs> let's throw the heart attacks and all the all the rest of it to the side. I mean, it isn't healthy to be big, but we all know that. Um, uh, but yeah, of course, they, they're moaning about it. But um, good film, uh, but it, it was... Um, Sort of like a 50-50 situation with reviews. It only got 5.9 out of 10 on database. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 49%, so not the best. Um, would you like the next film that we've got on the list? Yeah, let's uh, let's have Monsters, Inc., shall we? It's just dawned on me how much it made. I didn't realise it. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it would. I can remember it being a big a big hit at the time. Um, even as an adult, I still, I still quite like watching Monsters, Inc. I mean, it's got a Stellar cast. It's got a pretty solid story. It's, it's such a good film. It's so yeah. fun and colourful, and mm. it doesn't miss a beat. I think it's. I think it's perfect. I think it's a very sort of like a perfect film. Mm. Do you? Do your children have they watched it? Yeah, yeah. We watched the uh, university 
prequel sequel thing. Uh, was it just well, two films? Was there two films? Yeah, I think I think the I think there's uh, a series on at minute actually on Disney Plus that's to do with this. I can't. I might be remembering that wrong, but I'm pretty sure there is. Um, that's that's to do with their everyday life, getting up to stuff in uh, power plant. Uh, but my kids love that film. Um, we, we've got it on DVD actually. DVD, if you can remember that. Check you fancy DVD. Uh, oh. Featuring John Goodman, great voice actor, great actor all round. Mm. Billy Crystal, or I'm, I'm not here or there on Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal doesn't like mean a lot to me. I think he was definitely massive in like the eighties, wasn't it, and like early nineties, mm. but not so much later on. Steve Buscemi, because uh, he's got he's, he's he's got a great face and he's got a face made for radio, but he works very well in, um, of course, film as well. Great mm. voice and James Coburn, Coburn, sorry, James Coburn, an older actor who. Um, I grew up watching because of war films with and like cowboy films and what have you with my grandparents. Um, not a lot of younger people probably know who he is. Um, I do have a bit of trivia. Um, mm-hmm. The storyline took on many forms during production. Production Doctor, who it sounds like I'm saying Doctor as in medical doctor, but it's ER at the end. It's a, he's, I think he's one of the creators. His Doctor's original idea featured a 30-year-old man dealing with monsters that he drew in a book as a child, coming back to bother him as an adult. And I now want to see that film. I think that could be brilliant. Mm. Each monster represented a fear he had, and conquering those fears caused the monster to eventually disappear. I quite like that idea. Mm. After Doctor scrapped the initial concept of a 30-year-old terrified of monsters, he decided on a buddy story between a monster and a child simply titled Monsters, in which the monster character of Sully, known at this stage as Johnson, I don't know why that made me laugh, was an up-and-comer up at his workplace where the company's purpose was to scare children. Of course, in the film, scaring children gave them this, like, filled up these, like, um, power banks or whatever mm. it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Sully's eventual, eventual psychic, Mike Wazowski, had not yet been added. Uh, Bill Murray was... Um, Sort of like uh, he auditioned for Sully and he wanted it, um, but there was some communication difficulties with Doctor, and he ended up thinking that he he wasn't wanted, so we just walked away from the project. So we could have ended up with Bill Murray as opposed to mm. uh, John Goodman, which would have been probably fine to be fair. Um, there was a scene in that which actually scared Amy, my oldest. Um, there's a bit where one of the monsters has a sock on it and it has to be shaved. Hmm. Do you remember that they put like a screen <laughs> around it, and these like little they come in like these little yellow biohazard suits, and it gets shaved. Hmm. Hilarious, and that terrified her, and she wouldn't watch it. Twenty three nineteen. That's the that's the code twenty three nineteen. Oh, is it? Oh, that's really yeah. Funny. To, to make some shave. I love that. Oh, we need to mention as well. It made um, five hundred and seventy seven million um, hmm. from a budget of. 115. The last film I've got mm. from this um, November, which, to be fair, the ones we've mentioned are the big ones, uh, but Behind Enemy Lines, which is a generic American war film, 40 million budget, 92 million made. It's just, it is just a generic film. It's one of those ones where there's like, you know, those like Tom Clancy type films. There's yeah. loads. I, I like watching them, but then I never watch them again. Uh, mm. Gene Hackman, but also Owen Wilson, who's more popular for like comedy roles, isn't he? Character mm. sort of roles, uh, but he's in that as well. Um, sixty percent Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's no, no, no. The like the pro review score was thirty-seven percent, but the actual audience score, so the people like me and you who could do reviews, it came out at sixty-two. So people mm. liked it more than the reviewers, which is often mm. often the case. Uh, games. 
jumping onto games, um, there's a list there. Any, we'll list them all. But is there any of those particular that you that you like? Uh, there are two that jump out to me straight away. Um, well, this, this, all of them nearly, because this was my prime gaming time. Um, we these Halo were the, Combat Evolved. Yeah, these were like the big, bigger ones that came out in this month as well. There was there was actually yeah. quite a lot, but these were sort of like the main ones. Yeah, it's. Uh, it did I think they're all they were all bangers around this time. I mean, probably not so much go back and play them now, but um, well, some of them you could. Uh, but like Halo, the first one, uh, I had specifically bought an Xbox. Well, my brother did, um, but we specifically got it to play this and loved it, and that, that started my lifelong love with Halo. That would have been the uh, first Xbox as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, I, I know you can't say Xbox One anymore because they were on Xbox the One. OG. Yo, yeah, yo, yo, the OG. Yo, 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 it's the OG Xbox. The, the, the actual one that was a box that was that Like, like a car. Massive... It was like the size of a car, wasn't it? And the controller yeah, was even bigger. You had to have that was you had yeah. to have two people, I think, to use that controller. Is that yeah. well, it? Yeah. I yeah, I used to I used to use <laughs> one analogue stick with me, with both hands like a steering wheel and then the other one with my feet, so I worked it yeah. out like, to get it it was that. Just like massive. lying on it and just moving. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was like using a a, a whole console in itself. Uh, the original just, controller, just controller, I'm gonna yeah. just to jump on it. I think was a horrendous design. It was horrible to mm. hold. Um, I never owned an original Xbox, but it was horrible to hold. But funny enough, Microsoft now build the best controller. Uh, people, there are people that like the PlayStation ones, but the Xbox. Now I have an Xbox One. Yeah, I have an Xbox One controller here. Um, mm. The they are amazing. They they are so nice to hold. They just it's like a glove, like a glove. It just it just it's just so comfortable. This one's a, a Forza special, uh, like special limited edition one. It has like rubber grips on the back, which are still in very good condition. Um, it's so nice. The button placement, even I know people moan about this odd placement of. Um, sorry if you if you're not watching the video, this odd placement of control sticks here, but. I think I think it's fine. You know, once you hold it, because you don't tend to hold it dead on, you tend to hold it slightly skewed. I don't know if you can sort of like one slightly lower than up, but it works fine. Um, but going from this to a PlayStation one, it's like I don't like the new PlayStation ones. The Xbox, I think the Xbox nailed it, nailed it. Beautiful controller, beautiful. Yeah, that's me just pushing buttons on the controller and I'm just being like. Yeah. Oh my god, I love the aesthetic. It's so good. It's just so nice. Um, so you're a big Halo player. I never really played Halo. Never really got into it. I know, I tried to get you into it, but you're just too too much love for Call of Duty. I, I don't think. know. I think, no, well, no. I love, I love to try all shooting games. Um, but we played a bit, but then we didn't play anymore. I just think we fell off it. I don't know what happened with that. There was like, I think mm. we started playing something else at the time. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Two on there played a lot of that. Have you did you you, yeah. you, you yourself did you play? Uh, yeah, I'm a massive Metal Gear Solid fan. Okay. Um, I the I got the demo uh, which I played to death for the PlayStation Two, um, and it, it, there was a big massive twist in this one. Um, you weren't actually Snake; you were only Snake for like the prologue, and then you switched to Raiden, um, which I, I loads of people hated, but I, I quite like Raiden. I, I, I didn't, I didn't find him too annoying. Um, his hair were a bit swisher, and the scene with the the part of the game where you lose your clothes, but you can do sort of star jump flips um, while covering yourself is quite comical, and the walking on uh, bird shit on the top of the 
oil things and slipping over give me my 15 year old self endless hours of laughing at that mm, it's I, good i did the Metal Gear Solid games it. were um i don't want to say very original but they did what they did exceptionally well mm. the stealth in the original metal gear solid and going on to two was very good um mm. And I'm I'm still bitter that there's not a Tenchu that's been released because Tenchu sort of like did it first, and then Metal Gear came along and sort of did it with guns. You know, it's like kind of came across mm-hmm. a bit better. Um, SSX Tricky was out. Um, a lot of people like Tricky. I preferred SSX Three. Tricky was a bit more fun, a bit more colourful. Um, SSX Three felt a bit more like it's like the Pro Edition. I don't know if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. You know, how you get your different racing games. You get like the arcade ones, and then uh, mm-hmm. I preferred Three. But yeah, Tricky massively. Popular. Tony Hawk. Pro Skater 3, never played a Tony Hawk game. I don't really want to. I love Tony Hawks. They're very good. They're, they I'm, are some of the funniest games you'll ever play. I know play. they're good, but I enjoyed my snowboarding on SSX and I never kind of wandered over to um, never wandered over to the skateboarding. Hmm. Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 Rogue Leader, that was on GameCube. I, I had that. trying to think if I had that. I'd have to double check whether I played it or even got it. Uh, Return to Castle, Castle Wolfenstein. Um, I do need to mention Burnout on PlayStation 2. Me and my wife, we played this a lot. Great racing game in general, but it had this mode like called Crash, where you could race mm. and then you'd have to try. So you'd have to do X amount of damage or you know blow up so many cars and you get points. And we try and get the most points from that. Just really fun. Just a really yeah. good game. Um, arcade mm. racing is at its finest. Um, Odd World, Munch's Odyssey. Did you play the Odd World games? Uh, yeah, but not Munch's Odyssey. Uh, right. I think that was the not very good one, if I remember right. I played them a little bit, but not too much. Lego Racers, mm. I have played that. It's just Mario with Lego. Cell mm. Damage was a racing game we used to basically blow each other up. Um, another, mm. good, another good game. Uh, did you maybe want to mention anything about any of those games? Uh, Burnout. Uh, I did quite play a lot of Burnout. Oh, good, um, good. But I think Paradise were ten times better. Um, well, the thing is, it was different. That's my issue. Is I don't <coughs> think they're very good to compare. See, Burnout, Burnout One was fine. Burnout Two was very good. Burnout Three also very good. But Burnout Paradise was just they changed the formula, and for me, it wasn't better. For me, it was just mm. different. I, I enjoyed the fact that with the burnout, the original three burnout games, that you were on a racetrack and you couldn't mm. divert off. But with Paradise, it was like open world racing mm. and crashing games. So it had that going for it. it. That didn't appeal to me as much as the other ones. So, But I get why people like it. It is, it is mm. very good. Um, but I just, I just preferred, the, preferred the original three. But have you mm. played a lot of Paradise? Yeah, I played that one to death for the 360. Um, I, 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 the soundtrack on it is really Take good. Take me down. Uh, oh, I'm sick. Uh, but you get sick of hearing that, don't you? Yeah, well, they had NARD, so I just used to have that on repeat. That almost over now, um, if you can remember that song. That was that was such a good song, and I was a pro. That's one of the only racing games that I uh, I actually like, because I like the, the mechanic of... Um, close calls, like you sort of you overtook someone. Yep. Yeah, you got really close to him, and you sort. I was really good at doing that. So I, it's really good. That was and also. I like, I like doing the big crashes. Yeah, that was also in the other burnouts, wasn't it? They close, and it mm. would build up your burnout meter, so you could yeah. then do like a big boost. Um, mm. And that's that was the best thing. You'd be like, nyum, nyum, and going oh. past the cars, and eventually it would it would fill up. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. Um, so that's it for games on there. Um, 
looking at news, there wasn't a lot going off. It's a bit disappointing. Um, and I just pulled out these. These, unfortunately, mm. it was news-wise. It was just after sort of like nine eleven, which was in the September. So it was all about the everything in the Middle East was bad. America's a victim. I think America's a victim of itself most of the time. But it's America's a victim, and you know, and let's let's invade these uh, brown people that apparently uh, did all this stuff to us. There was a lot of weird emotions around all of 9-11. Maybe we'll talk about it another time. Ooh, maybe we'll have a conspiracy theory cast. Um, but what we've got is uh, George Harrison. You know who George Harrison is, don't you? Of the Beatles fame. Of the Beatles, yeah. He died. He was uh-huh. 58. Uh, he died. Not, of not that old? No, not mm. at all. Not, not at all, no. He died of cancer. Um, there was something about a heart pump. This is just a really arbitrary... There was a heart pump um, aiding patients. Obviously, uh, someone having an issue with the heart is a big issue to do with you know living. Mm. And they implanted this mechanical device, and it was assisting failing organs. It was it was basically on the way to full kind of like mechanical heart heart, heart replacements. Astronomers study a distant planet, which we all like staring into space for the first time. Mm. A chemical analysis is made of atmosphere of a planet beyond the solar system. And it doesn't seem interesting, but I think that's quite big, isn't it? Being able to look beyond the solar system at planets. It is. Do you know how they work that out? No, how but you're gonna. Added... No, but you're gonna tell me. Go for it. Yes, because I did. A, I did a degree in it. Um, they work it out by light spectrometer. So light, it comes through at different colours and different spectrums, and depending, you can tell what the atmosphere is made of, of whether there's like iron present, depending on what colour the light is, and like a little test is when you're at home, if you burn something, it burns in different colours like uh, phosphorus and iron and yep. uh, magnesium and stuff, and that's how they, they work it out from from faraway planets. There we go. A little science lesson for you there. US, uh, United States offered also a bounty for Bin Laden. Um, 25 million award for information leading to location or capture of Afghan terrorist leader. Did he do it? Well, that's for another episode. Did anyone claim it? That's yeah, I think they actually episode. claimed it themselves. I think that's what yeah. I think that's what I watched the reason. I think they discovered all why? the information themselves. Sorry, what gone? Yeah, yeah. Why? I don't. I never understand this with America. Um, putting like a bounty on him, like a like a, a reward. Who who needs incentivizing for something like that? And then who's who is going to be that close to Bin Laden that you would be able to give him up and be able to claim the money? And it just it just it seems like a stupid thing. It seems like they, something they do just for the sake of it. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Nope. Nope. But neither, neither did all of the, the everything surrounding it, so we've got that. Yeah. Well I think that's I think that's about our two thousand and one November um covered. Yeah. I've enjoyed uh, dipping down there talking about um music and and photography. <laughs> talking mm-hmm. about talking about film. I actually have a film camera downstairs, I need to finish it off and uh, send I've got, it's been there about a year, I've been taking random pictures, so I'm gonna get that sent up at some point and see what crap's on there. There'll be something yeah. else. there'll be something uh, something awesome. Yeah. So thanks for joining us down this trip on Memory Lane. I hope you have as much fun as I did, uh reliving all my teenage years. Let us know what age you were back in two thousand and one and what you were up to, um, like how we're getting drunk and um, smoking and being a little tour bag. Um, that, that that was my 2001 um, as always I've been Nathan and I've and been oh and I've been Lee 
and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.